How do we stop and notice that incredible, holy things happen to us every day? My name is Rabbi Lauren Holtzblatt, and this is Awake, Finding the Holy in the Everyday. When you listen, I hope you'll take a few minutes to pause, to open yourself to the possibility that holiness, connection, and presence are around us all of the time. Hi, everyone. Coming to you again this week from my basement as we make our way through COVID-19 and hopefully on the way to recovery as a society and as a world. So life during COVID is hard. Death is harder. More and more as cities have surged across the country, we read of COVID units in hospitals. Families are unable to visit the sick and their family. Heroic doctors and nurses are holding hands of sacred patients, and many are dying alone. So as a job I used to do weekly, visit hospitals and bring love, mostly just hold a hand, give a prayer, give a smile, a touch, just to let people know that we were there. And in these days, we're unable to do that. As clergy, we have had to make excruciating decisions of limiting families at gravesides when people die to keep everyone safe. Cemeteries have asked the rabbis to bring our own shovels. And so tonight, in preparation for a funeral this week, the rabbis on the team I work at, we texted back and forth to deliver a shovel, one to the other. The shovel I bought to garden with will now be used to bury a beloved congregant. This past week, I buried a beloved soul who died of COVID-19. His family had not been permitted in the hospital and was in deep pain over the inability to visit. We buried him, seven of us, 10 feet apart, everyone with their own shovel, with their own mask, with gloves on, crying beneath the mask and trying to give this beloved soul the dignity of burial. And as we sat there, or really we stood there in the cemetery of Addis Israel, the family noted that it was such a beautiful spot where they were laying their loved one under a beautiful cherry tree, lots of green, And what I knew to be true was that this soul was surrounded by other beloved congregants. Congregants who had been members of the synagogue for hundreds of years, maybe 150 years to be exact. People that I had buried recently and some that had been there way before I was even born. And there was something of a homecoming entering this sacred land of souls that had gone before this one. And it made me feel that there was maybe a little less loneliness in this time because here we were on ground bearing this beloved soul with other ones who had gone before him. It reminded me of this passage in the Zohar. The Zohar, if you remember from earlier podcasts, is a 13th century text 
usually ascribed to the Rashbi, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, 2nd century Tana, but actually written by Moshe de Leon in the 13th century in Spain. Zohar is such a beautiful text, and I recommend the translation of my teacher, Dr. Daniel Matt. And in the particular passage I'm talking about, we learn that when Abraham, in the 23rd chapter of Genesis, when he lost Sarah, his wife, and he went to find a burial place, he passed by this cave, and there's something that calls to him. He can't figure out exactly what it is. And so he turns in to look into the cave, and he sees a light. And he goes towards that light in the cave, in the cave of Machpelah, which he ends up buying from Ephron, the Hittite. And as he goes into the cave, he sees Adam HaRishon making a gesture to him. And there is a beautiful light that is streaming into the cave from another gateway. And that portal is Gan Eden. And so the cave of Machpelah becomes the burial place for all of the Avot. And it's said that in the Zohar that when Abraham went there, he was comforted by seeing Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve, almost as if this was the birthplace of the world. And he was returning his beloved to that place where she would be surrounded by the memory of souls of all that came before. And that gave me comfort in this moment that feels so lonely and so difficult for so many people, that the ground that we bury our loved ones in in this particular time is ground that many of us have walked and will walk again. Cemeteries where we visit our beloveds many times a year, sometimes only one time a year, It's the place where rabbis tend to go a lot and put stones for everyone that came before. And I thought maybe this is just a little light in a very dark time. And then in fact, this place where this congregant was being buried was a homecoming in many ways, a place that would hold his bones for years to come in a ground that had held bones and souls of people that came before him and will continue to do that in years to come. That evening, as we gathered over Zoom to meet for Shiva, I found one more thing comforting. And that was that over a hundred people came to the Shiva. They showed up over Zoom from New York to Canada, to Washington, D.C., sharing their stories, showing parts of their homes, a togetherness in some ways that is different than a physical in-person shiva. And there were some laughs, and there were some tears, and there was deep comfort. For all of you who are struggling with loss in this time, I want to send out some extra love to you this week. And I want to offer you that portal that the earth that we bury our loved ones in is that ancient homecoming place for our bodies. 
And may that be what we remember that we tuck our loved ones in to the soft ground of the earth. May you have a week of comfort. Thank you so much for listening. Before I go, you can always check out more episodes at addisisrael.org slash awake or on Apple Podcasts. Please make sure to hit subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a review to let us know you like the show. It helps us to get the word out. Finally, you can email us at awake at addisisrael.org to give feedback about the show. Let us know what you like and what you want to hear more of. Thank you for listening. And I'm wishing you a holy encounter this week.